Footy and Frothies, semi-final time. It's the preview show. Daggy, Ollie and uh, the Barnabas with you to talk all things semi-final rugby league. Uh, how are we all boys? For those that have just joined on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Amazon Podcasts, iTunes Radio, anywhere else good podcasts are found. You're probably aware of who we are, uh, Beer Garden Empire, as Barney's waving at me up the top there. Uh, yeah, all excited? Time of the rugby league season. Uh, it's exciting. So I've been in, um, let me think, oh, probably about five years for no reason in particular. Must be nice playing that finals rugby league. Um, Shall we get the uh, admin out of the way first? I want to give a very big thank you to Gaz uh, from PCTC for running our tipping comp this year. Fantastic comps. As always, they run uh, AFL, Rugby League, A-League, I believe. And, uh, of course, the, the big ones, the spring, autumn, summer and winter carnival racing competitions. You can find them on Facebook, PCTC, tipping competitions. Barney, but how... Did it all finish up? Ah, Polar Bear has been fighting back and forth for the last 10 weeks. He's come through and taken the competition on 154 points. He's finished two points clear of second, who was Baz the Brave, who's jumped up from about fourth or fifth, I think, last week and taken snag second spot ahead of Irish Tony on 151 points. Our footy and frothies competition ended with Jamie Keith being the leader of the footy and frothies on 146 points. He finished ninth overall in this competition. Then we had Gaz in 13th position overall on 144. He was second in our comp. Flobs are in third on 139 in 25th position. Kaz lads on 138 points in 26th overall. Daggies ran second last on 138 points in 28th position, and I ran last in 137 points in 29th position overall out of 41 participants. Bizarre. Um, so, yeah, well done, guys. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, can't wrap enough the PCTC competitions. Gaz knows uh, how much we all, Barn and I, think of him. And, Absolutely uh, lovely. We will be on board for many, many to come, we hope, so... Find them on Facebook. Supercoach, the grand final has been run and won. It has. Uh, Neil went into this round with the weekly belt and has unfortunately lost the competition and the weekly belt to Gav the Pumpkins, who with a score of 14 and 51 this week has won our footy and frothies competition and the weekly belt and a runners-up comp, the, second, the, the bottom eight, Clint has won that uh, position over Beaver with a score of 1,215 to beat Beaver on 1,201 points. And importantly, I won the Daggy Loves the Crapper Facebook <laughs> competition, I mean, uh, Supercoach competition, beating Needles in the final, which suggests... Which is quite fitting. Uh, ...that I do get to hoist the toilet aloft once more. So, happy and days there. Sit, and then sit on it for half an hour. What else you can do with it? I'll get... <laughs> You're about to say, I'll never tell. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we do to talk about? I think that's all the, uh, the admin stuff <laughs> we have to attend to, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I guess so. Oh, well, let's get out of the way now, actually. Uh, disaster class. So we, we've, you've made a decision off Airbarn that we're going to finish up Season after proper. 25 rounds. So Absolutely. here's the final stats. Yeah, I was yeah. doing too well. It'd be unfair to continue. <laughs> so... 
Oli missed one week of the competition and <laughs> invested twelve hundred dollars and returned zero profits. I shouldn't should have been there that one week at all. Lost the <laughs> lost only Joe Stimson got a little bit closer. <laughs> Me myself, I put twelve hundred dollars out there and lost five hundred and $56 of that $1,200 with a return of about 44% in the minus. Adrian put out $1,200 and returned a positive return of $611 after 20, 24 weeks of the season. And um, that's a that's around about 45% positive yeah, return yeah. on investment. Yep. So. Hey, yep, you go. Try scoring doubles <laughs> every well this year. They so, did. Uh, try scoring doubles and uh, not trying to mess around too much with margins. Try and just uh, pick the eyes out of who you think yeah, going to win. Yeah, I spent the first half of the year mucking around with margins and <laughs> got rid of just that. Just for disaster. Uh, so we're going to do next week, but a bit last bit of housekeeping for today is we're going to do our award show next week, the Daggy Ems. Our 3 two, one voted award. We're going to reveal who that might be and if it might rhyme with Avoyevich. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, also going to touch on some other awards which we'll put on Facebook but coach our our coach of the year our rookie of the year our buyer of the year our moment of the year our most improved uh, what's the opposite of most improved most regressed most regressed the fallen off a cliff award and uh, of course the dag yams we might throw out a few more as well uh, once we brainstorm that but the awards show will be next week as well as our review of an additional show overview of the bottom four and the next month or so, we're going to review well, exactly the next month. We're going to review uh, the each group of four teams going up the ladder, and what we think of what we think of how they've performed this year, how they may improve, and where the future lies or doesn't lie for all of them. And apart from that, though, it is semi-final time. Are we excited, boys? Absolutely. I think yeah. Friday is probably going to be the best game, well, close to the best game we've seen this year. To be honest, is there a story that immediately excites you heading into the finals that uh, you're looking forward to the most, or are you just looking forward to some cracking footy? No, I'm absolutely looking forward to some cracking footy. I'd, I'd be surprised if anyone outside of the top four actually is there in the last two weeks of the competition, but we'll see how that plays out. Your, your opinion oh. there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the the uh, the the story uh, for me is going to be the. Titans are breaking the streak of teams outside the top four, uh, not winning the competition. The last team outside the top four won in 1995, so it's going to be good when the Titans uh, break that record this year and prove that they are better than the 09 Eels and 2017 Cowboys um, in my dreams. But the record, uh, of, um, the record of teams outside the top four actually making the grand final is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's... Uh, a bit under 50 yeah, percent or not 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 quite but the big ones are obviously the para cowboys um, para cowboys but you had other teams throughout the years like the 05 cowboys for example finished fifth and i think there's been uh, a couple others that have gotten there as well i think bulldogs 2014 jumped to mind as well so there's been a few very good uh should we get into it well, let's get to friday night where the minor premiers the melbourne storm take on the manly seagulls the Storm lineup as per as so: Pappenhausen, Jennings, Remus Smith, Olam, Lumi Lumi, Munster, Hughes, Bromwich, Smith, Welsh, Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich, Dale Finucane, 
The interchange is Harry Grant, Kamakamika, Nelson Asafa, Solomona, and Nico Hines rounds out the 17. Obviously, uh, no Addo car this week. For Manly, Travojevic, Saab, Parker, Harper, Garrick, Foran, Cherry Evans, LOA starting prop, Croker, Tapao, Olakawatu, Schuster, Travojevic, Jake, Travojevic, Jake, Walker, Lawton, Kepi, and Paseka. Uh, lead us away, Barney. First of all, obviously Melbourne heavy favourites here, but we are seeing the clash of arguably the best team in the comp taking on the best player in the comp. What are you uh, making of this game? Probably close to the best uh, the the best form team in the comp as well, uh, with Manly on the back of the last probably eight to ten weeks. They've been close to the the, the form team in the competition. Both of these teams are as close to uh, full strength as I, I think I've seen them for the entire season, to be honest, and that's a bit of a scary thought with considering Melbourne's been without a lot of players for a large majority of this year. Um, it's going to be interesting. I can see this game playing out a lot like the, the most recent game between these two teams. I should have um, mentioned, yes. Yeah, so last time they met, it was 28-18 and uh, Olam's... Two tries, I guess, was the main difference. Absolutely. Um, I can see Manly absolutely targeting uh, young Lumi Lumi on the wing. He's, he looks like he can be um, pressured into a few mistakes and uh, a couple of bad reads in defence. And I can see a lot of their attack being targeted in that uh, in that position. Olam, while he is a very strong uh, head, uh, head-on head defender, he does struggle if someone gets on his outside or his inside to move um, inside and out to cover e- either his winger or his half on the inside of him. Uh, I really want to tip Manly in this game, but I, c- I can see Melbourne suffocating them through the forwards. Uh, this forward pack is as good as any other forward pack running around in the competition. Manly, a- while they... There's a lot being made of sort of the resting and the rotation injuries through the back line. This is actually the first time, as long as I can remember, they've had their full-strength forward pack. Absolutely. And um, I can see them suffocating Manly in the middle and trying to keep this. Manly need to win this game on the edges, and if they're going to win, they're going to need to spread the ball. They're going to need to uh, very fast, up-tempo, in the middle, that sort of tit-tat football that you've heard me talk about during the year get down quick, get quick play the balls and then get quick shifts to the edge and try to expose um, Melbourne's edges, which over the last probably month has been more exposed than I've seen it throughout the rest of the season. But uh, on the on the other side of that, Melbourne is going to try and suffocate the play of the ball. They're going to try and slow down the play of the balls uh, when Manly have the ball and then they're going to try and play an up-tempo and very similar to what they did to the Sharks last week, change of directions and back in behind the ruck and trying to expose uh, the, the big men in the middle and try to break open the, the the ruck for Melbourne to get on the front foot. And once if Melbourne can get on the front foot through the middle of the ruck, they can score points in any part of the field whereas I'm not sure Manly can score as many points as Melbourne can through the middle. So I'm going to have Melbourne in a very tight tussle, 1-12, to 12, uh, with your man of the match, more than likely being uh, Jerome Hughes, just um, being able to sort of choose which way if they go wide or if they come back through the middle as the general and the playmaker in this game. 
And I'm going to go with the first try. I, I think Manly might score the first try on um, Lumi Lumi's edge. I'm not sure if it's going to be Garrick or if it's going to be Saab up against him, but I'll Saab, right. I'll just go. I'll go with Garrick, first try scorer for the Ollie. Manly side. Yeah, I am going to go Melbourne as well. I agree with what Barney said. If Melbourne are winning this one, they're winning it through the middle. If Manly are to win this one, though, and again, Parramatta is the only team that's really been able to do this both times they've played Melbourne, is not only hang with them for that first 20 minutes, it's going at them. And it's taking them out of their game a bit. Teams like to play a bit conservative at the start of a game against Melbourne, and Melbourne usually bully them and end up kicking on with the game. Manly have to not be afraid to get the ball out wide, try things early in this game, and really try to throw Melbourne off. If they can do that, which I think Manly are more than capable of doing, um, sort of Tommy Turbo, that amazing support play, he's going to be vital in that first 20 minutes uh, doing that. So I think if, if Manly are going to win, they're going to need a big start to the game, at least a big first half, I would say otherwise they're in danger of allowing Melbourne to run away with it because Melbourne are going to grind and it's going to be through the middle. But if Melbourne are up by 12 points per se, they're going to start throwing it around. And that's when your Justin Olms, uh, your George Shins, your Pappenhausen support play, when Nico comes on as well, that's when they're going to be dangerous. So if Manly can sort of get the advantage and take the ball away from the middle as much as they can, I think that's going to be beneficial to them. But I will be going with Melbourne 1-12 to here, purely just to that experience as well, that finals experience they've got. Um, I was watching 360 today, and I'm not saying it necessarily will happen, but we talk about all these players who have had dominant seasons prior to Tom Trevojevic, your Jared Haynes, your Jason Taumalolo's 2017, your Ben Barbers, who was the one team who was able to contain all three of those players in the end. It was Melbourne. So their experience, that stopping the quote-unquote best player in the game. Let's see if they're able to do that here. I do think it's Manly's best chance at beating Melbourne. I think if they're diverse in a grand final, I'd comfortably go with Melbourne. And obviously Melbourne beat them earlier this year. So while it's their best chance to do so, still going the storm. 1-12, to I'm going to say first try scorer is Brandon Smith. Because again, if Melbourne are winning, they're going to be playing up the middle. So a dart from dummy half once they get close to the line. And man of the match, uh, let's double down on the cheeseburger. I, uh, yeah, like what you both said, they, the thing with Melbourne is I think their best games this year was just before the injuries started, They when they really had that one-two punch nailed uh, through the ruck, where it was the bang, 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 real up-tempo, and now you throw the third punch in with the best sort of ruck-supporting fullback in Papenhaus and having coming back now to his form, it's bang, 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 bang eventually. And that's the, the area concerned that they're now going to have, uh, you've got Lockie Croker trying to patrol that ruck plus, uh, and God bless them because they're two of my favourite players in the game, Ola Coato and Schuster. They're now playing finals footy against a seasoned international forward pack at full strength that has to control this. Uh, the tempo is going to be up a notch, which means that ruck speed is up a notch, which means they it won't happen straight away, but I think those cracks will happen enough where I can see it being a similar scoreline, to be honest, 28-32 to sort of 14-16. Uh, the edges are the concern for Melbourne in terms of defence because you'll have Tommy looking in, in for those uh, sweeping runs. But I, I think now they're getting their full-strength forward pack. It, it Just how much Fanukin does put back into this team, how much Kofusi does put back in this team, and, uh, and the Bromwich boys put back in this team. It sets up a, a massive platform for that straight through the guts, Melbourne. Hopefully they keep it simple. Don't fuck around and go direct from the start. 
if they do that, they'll win. Uh, I, but I, I can still see Manly being good enough to bounce back and perhaps challenge them come grand final day. Uh, but I think that's how this game will play out. First try scorer. Yes, yeah, so Melbourne 1 to 12. First try scorer. Yeah, I'm going to double down on that and say Pappenhausen. And man of the match will be uh, one of the hookers. Uh, let's say cheese as well. Uh, we all covered off our thoughts there. Good start, boys. We head to the, uh, what is this, fifth versus eight <laughs> at 20 to six on the Saturday night. Roosters and Titans, Oliver, which sees the Titans line up with Jaden Campbell, Philip, Sammy, Kelly, Herbert, Thompson, Peachy, Fogarty, halfback and captain, Wallace, Rain, Fodawaka gets his starting spot. Proctor's back. Bo Fermer starts yes. at 12. Tino at lock. Aaron Clark, Sam, Sam Lassoni, David Feeder, Jamin Jolliffe. Uh, so no backs named on the bench, Ollie. For the Roosters, Tedesco, Tupo, Morris, Kieran retains his centre position. Ikevalu, Hutchinson, Lockie Lamb is named at seven. Wira Hargraves returns. Verrills, Takiyahu, Crichton, Tupanua, Victor Radley returns. Walker at 14, Isaac Liu 15, Butcher and Baker, the candlestick makers 16 and 17 in a very exciting comp- contest where I am looking forward to, um, I think $1.25, the Roosters just looking at this on NRL.com, is unders, but Absolutely. it is, I, I am tipping the Roosters on top and I think they can drag them into this contest. It, it worries me. This is where if you've got a $1.2 million back rower, you want him starting and you're, you're winning the game. And you're giving this away here. They might pull a Swifty, but I can't imagine it. And it's all right to have him come on and run at uh, Josh Morris when you're trailing by 18. But they can be trailing by 18 in uh, by 25 minutes into this game. And I think this will be a grind early. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it because Mo and Tino won't be backing down. But the reinforcements for the Roosters really excite me, and I think this will be a dirty game—not a dirty game, a, a grindy game. It won't be—it won't be a Warriors game, and um, that'll set up the platform for Tedesco to run wild and just play a bit of havoc with the best defensive centre game, Brian Kelly, and um, the hot Kieran. And uh, I think it can expose the edges a bit early here. And uh, you've got now got, and this is the irony of resting players, uh, Roosters having to play their guys, has played blokes into form, Lamb, Kieran, Hutchinson, all having a bit of momentum here and can put on 12 or 18 points, I think, in the first half hour before Fafita sees the ball. And by that stage, the game's gone. Uh, it can They can then drag it through the ruck and take Fafita right out of the game and get him not running it, uh, wingers. Uh, I'm saying they're going to win. It won't be pretty, but I'm saying, I'm saying 1 to 12, saying... Tedesco's going to have a lot to do with that, but I'm going to say man of the match, Angus Crichton, first try scorer, uh, Kieran, to keep his form going against those edges I mentioned. Ollie, uh, I should have given you the bat at first, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> as, I, as I like to do as captain, I, I open the batting. Take the new ball. <laughs> <as well. laughs> Take the new ball. <laughs> and if you don't like it, it, you're 12th man. Uh, it's interesting you bring up um, it's all well and good for David Fafita to run at Josh Morris when the Titans are down by 18 because if there's any centre in the game who yeah, can I want to see him chop Fafita right down jo- I, I wouldn't put it past the old Bulldog well sorry the old Roosters actually take him down and yeah. 
as, as a fan of the game, I wouldn't mind seeing it as a fan of the Titans. I hope he runs over the top of him. So mate, he stopped, and, and I said, he stopped some pretty fucking good plays in his time. Yeah, uh, he has. It'd be, has. It'd be better off running at Sam Verrills and fucking um, <laughs> Sammy Williams than he would yeah. be running at Josh Morris. Yeah, but um, in, in this one, look, a lot of people have been, I'm not sure if they're just saying it to me to make me feel a bit better or whatever, but I've seen, oh, the, the Titans are a chance in this one, you know, which I think... They are to an extent, but realistically, the Roosters win this game. I mean, they, they've just got from 1 to 17, they've still got the talent over the Titans, I'd say, for the most part. If the Titans were to win this game, it will be a very high-scoring game and the Roosters would still score at least 20, I'm saying, because the Titans aren't the best team defensively. And that's the thing, if the Titans are going to win, I think they need to sort of acknowledge that and acknowledge that the Roosters are going to put points on. And sort of, I know it's... The Roosters are a lot better than the Warriors, but I guess sort of have that same mentality as the Warriors game, as in we need to go out here and put points on because we know that we're going to concede points. And if the Roosters are going to win, well, they pretty much just need to go to the edges and they'll score. Daniel Tupo might have a bit of trouble one-on-one with Corey Thompson, but as soon as that ball goes in the air, he should be all right. He's got him covered. So um, honestly, that's the main thing for the Roosters. I'd be going to the edges, just dominating the edges as much as I can. And I think the Roosters could pretty much get all their points through there. The four-pack battle is interesting. The Roosters do have that edge over the Titans in the four-pack, although the Titans are still formidable. It's going to be interesting seeing Mo going up against guys like Rhea Hargreaves, Takeaho, who had a great game last week as well, and your Crichtons and your Tupanuas, uh, and, of course, a returning Victor Radley as well, who has assured Fox Sports today that he's going to play aggressive, but he won't get himself suspended. That's what he said. He's going to be a good boy. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to change the way I play, but I won't get suspended. But you forget... Um... People forget that with Victor Radley, it's all about the hits and the da-da-da. The link he provides in that middle is is not far off your Murray and Yo levels when he's at his best. Absolutely. When he's at yeah. his best. Yeah, so uh, I guess basically for the Titans, if they are to win, it's obviously just try and go all out in attack. Don't be afraid to throw the ball around a bit, similar to what I was saying, what Manly need to do in that first 20 minutes against Melbourne. I think the Titans really have to try for this whole game. You've got a bit of X factor there, obviously, in Jaden Campbell. And in attack, the Titans' back line is good. Obviously, defensively, they're a bit poor, but they're a good attacking side, so they've got to play to their strengths and get those forwards rolling as well. And hopefully when Fafita comes on, if the Titans are only if the Titans are ahead or they're only down by a short margin, that's when he can really be impactful. And I think that's when he'll be right up for it. So yeah, again, it's about scoring as many points as they can. Obviously, teams want to do that, but especially in this situation, um, because the Roosters are going to score. Uh, no matter what the Titans do, I think, especially down those edges. And for the Roosters, it's really going towards that edges and I guess really playing a similar game to what they played against Canberra, really. And I think that'll be enough to get them over the line. I am going the Roosters 13+. plus. I'm not saying my Titans get flogged, but I'm saying it's somewhere between the 14 and 20 range. Um, I think the Roosters will outclass them in the end. A man of the match performance from James Tedesco. I think we're going to get in this one. A big finals performance from Teddy. And for the first try scorer... I will go Matt Ikevalu, um scoring over the top of Paul, Paul Phillips, honey. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go, going to go against both of you. Uh, not in the result, but oh. in the way that the game's going to be played. Um, 
I think the Titans' best chance is to actually not go to the edges and try to strip them on the edges. I think their best opportunity is to, to hit the halves and then come back and play back through the inside of the ruck with your blokes like um, Jaden Campbell, uh, Fogarty with the inside inside ball and playing back towards the post. Try to draw them, think uh, obviously make them think that they're going outside and then come back in. If the... If the Titans are to win this game, I think they they will do it back through the middle of the ruck. And I think they're a little bit faster and they're a little bit more agile as a team and they'll be able to... It's a funny thing because Jaden uh, Campbell, that's the AJ Brimson play. Absolutely. And, and we'll yeah. see how Jaden Campbell can pull it off. Pappenhausen play. Yeah, but um, AJ's very good at it too. It probably... start, to, start to stretch the defence to one edge and then zero back in yep. towards the posts. And I think if the Titans are going to have any success, that's where they're going to have their su- going to have their success. And it'll come off the back of Mo Fodawika with offloads, uh, uh, Tino with some offloads or just inside balls or short inside kicks back towards the post for Jaden Campbell to clean up. I still don't think they'll win the game. I think that the Titans, uh, the, the Roosters will play the big play will be the kick to <laughs> to Corey Thompson on an on an edge with um with Tupu just jumping over the top of him and he's, there's a good chance that he'll score two tries jumping over the top for a bomb on on an outside edge, but I think they're actually going to be they're going to play inside the centers. I know the centers have been um, for the Titans their defensive centers have been a bit of an issue, but I think they're actually going to play back towards the halves with. Blokes uh, like Fogarty and um, uh, Preston, uh, sorry, PG. They're gonna they're gonna target their second rowers. They're gonna be running at Fogarty. They're gonna be running at uh, at Peachy, and they're gonna cause all sorts of problems with Crichton and Tupanua just on the uh, on the outside edges of the ruck. Uh, the big the big winner of this game is the team that wins through the middle, and I think that. The Roosters just have that little bit more firepower through the middle of the of the field, with your Jared Weir, Hargraves, Takiaho, Crichton, Tupanua, just pounding the the middle and the edges of that ruck. So I can see Angus Crichton being man of the match and possibly the first try scorer yeah. in just inside Herbert, aiming at Fogarty or Peachy, whoever's defending on the inside of Herbert uh, on that edge, and that could be probably where the majority of the points come from the Roosters. I, I don't think the outside edges are going to score a lot of points in this game. It's going to be two or three players inside uh, inside the wingers. So I've got the Roosters 1-12, to 12, man of the match, Crichton, and first try scorer, Crichton. I could see Crichton scoring a couple here. It's it, it's it, it's that's like exactly what you've said. He can just uh, beat either both through footwork or strength, can score a couple. Uh, yes, yeah, so just quickly, last time they met, obviously this year, was the 35-34 greatest comeback that never was uh, <laughs> earlier in the year. So that was the last time they did meet, where the, the world went a little bit mad for 20 minutes and they nearly ran them down. Uh, and, yeah, looking forward to it. Last thing I want to mention... This would be, if I was going to tip an upset this weekend, I think this would the be one, the upset. Yeah. But I, I think you nailed... Uh, I think you know very well exactly what Roos is going to do. They're going to kick to Tupo a lot, a lot, a lot, and they're going to make Corey Thompson have to work. Uh, So looking forward to it. Uh, It should be a lot of fun. 
for us to watch live. Let's get to the main event Saturday, which is South End Penrith, second verse third at Townsville. So obviously last time these two teams met, first time was 56-12 in Dubbo, second time was 25-12 a few weeks back. So that the gap started to close, but for Penrith they line up Edwards, Crichton on the wing, Mojarovsky, Burton, Tuo, Luai, Cleary, Leota, Coruscant, Fisher-Harris, Kikau, Capel, Yo, Mitch Kenny, Spencer, Lenu, Tavita Pengai and Liam Martin, as we suggested might be the case. Blake Taff will be there to catch those big bombs they couldn't defuse last time at fullback. Alex Johnson, Gay Guy. Uh, Johnson might be a begin in terms of that. Gay Guy, Campbell, Paulo, Walker, Reynolds, captain and halfback. Nichols, Cook, Totola, Colomitungi, Sua, Cam Murray at lock. What a fantastic clash again. That'll be Benji Marshall, Jacob Host, Tom Burgess, Jaya rounds out the 17. Barney, what are you making of uh, this encounter? I cannot see South winning this game. I'm expecting Penrith to win 13 plus. Uh, for South to win, Damien Cook and uh, Adam Reynolds are going to have to both play close to the best games of their entire lives um, because they South don't have a team that can control a game of football like Penrith do. Uh, Nathan Cleary has been the best at controlling a game of football this year, apart from. DCE is the closest to him and DCE is still not as good as what Cleary has done when he's been on the field. Um, I can see if Penrith's in trouble, he's going to kick long, he's going to kick to edges and trap them down in their own field position. If they're in good ball, he's even just going to float, kick those stupid, ridiculous floating bombs that just swing all around the place. Or he's just going to be putting second rowers and centres and fucking wingers away for tries. I can see a lot of points in this game because Souths realistically have to score at least 20, mid-20s to 30 points to win this game. No matter what, um, even if their defence is at their best, Penrith's going to score 20 to 30 points. So Souths' only way to win is to be all-out attack. And obviously that comes down a lot to their left-hand side uh, attack. I can't see it working as well as it has done all year without Latrell there. We've all mentioned how Latrell is a massive out in this game. And I think Penrith will absolutely dominate the middle. This forward pack should run rings around uh, the South forward pack, apart from maybe Kulamatungi and Murray. But I think Penrith will just have their absolute way through the middle in this game. And uh, on the back of that, you're going to have blokes like Crichton and Tuo. Just scoring tries for fun. Uh, Penrith 13 plus. Man of the match, Nathan Cleary. And first try scorer, uh, we'll go with Crichton on the right edge. We'll go to the right edge this time. Ali? Here's a good argument you put forth for, for Penrith, but uh, the nutty professor is back to his best position at props. So, no, I am going Penrith 13 plus as well. Uh it's a bit weird to say, but five weeks ago, who would have thought we are coming into a game between the Panthers and the Rabbitohs in the finals? That is the most probably predictable game um, of, of the weekend. 
uh, yeah, Penrith thirteen plus the out of Latrell Mitchell's huge, and that that kick that's gonna that's really the story heading into this one. Uh, Cleary's ability to put up that nasty kick. Blake Taft's come out publicly today and said he's got a he's got it under control and that he's confident that he can defuse <laughs> it. So uh, go 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 for gold, <laughs> go for gold. It, it's like you uh, you're, you're clapping and encouraging a lamb towards slaughter, but um, no, if he, if he can do it, he certainly. Oh, that's what you want from your young kid, uh, right? Oh, he's so not going to come out. Exactly. He's yeah. not going to come out and say I'm <laughs> fucked, is he? So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, AJ Brimson did come out and say he's going to super league next year so sure. who knows what people say these <laughs> days but um uh yeah Penner, I, I feel like Penner could have a bit of a field day here this will be the game where obviously earlier early issue of the year around the time they did put 50 on south sydney um that's when Penner was sort of at their peak and that's when they looked unstoppable Absolutely. before that origin yeah. period this is the perfect opportunity for them to get back to that and kick on for the rest of the finals. They're versing a, still a good South Sydney team, a top four quality team, and they have the opportunity to, I'm not saying they put 50 on them again, but they've got the opportunity to do so, I think. So I don't think this is going to be a Penrith side that we saw for most of 2020 and at the very start of the year and towards the end of the year where they sort of come out the gates a bit slow, then they score a couple of quick tries before halftime and then they kick off to kick on towards the end of the second half. This has to be an 80-minute performance. This has to be a statement performance for Penrith, especially because the winner of this game gets the week off. So you really want that momentum after winning this game to sort of carry you through that week and keep that belief there so you can kick on in that last week of the finals. So I am going Penrith 13+. plus. My man of the match is going to be Nathan Cleary, um, in large part due to that kicking game, what he's going to be able to do. Um, but if Blake Taft's able to defuse those bombs, then it, hey, it's going to be Blake Taft pretty much just because of that. <laughs> but uh, I am going Nathan Cleary here. It's hard to go with anyone else. And for first try scorer, um, I am going to go with... I'm going to go with Brian Toto on that edge. Uh, what a matchup it's going to be, though. Toto and Alex Johnston as well. One of the better... Uh, wing matchups of the year. Not that it's going to account for too much. I don't know if Alex Johnson is the defensive winger I would want defending for my life, but... No, or defending against a Brian Toto that runs for uh, 600 metres every two weeks. So, yeah, unfortunate there that it's probably not going to be too great of a matchup, and I don't think Johnson's got too Who's got the pace edge on that one? Toto. You reckon Toto chases him down if he gets away? Isn't that a funny? It's a funny it. thing because I've just thought I don't recall seeing Tuo have to chase too many. Mm. Isn't that like, it? Was the last he's time we ever strong. saw Tuo turn and chase? He's I know he did, but I think work, he, I think but... he defends in a well enough that he shouldn't have to. Because I can't mm. remember. I can think of if through my quick roll of decks of a shattered brain, I can think of a lot of wingers <laughs> chasing people down, but I cannot think of. I reckon if they get Johnson and he's outside, Johnson might. He might have the pace. If he's twice. fit. I think, yeah. I think it's got to happen got, first. Yeah, I, I think Johnson's got the pace um, if he gets the opportunity to do so. But obviously, as Barney brought up, the strength, the power um, is with Toto. And that's why he runs for so many metres per game because he breaks through those tackles um, and he's just got that power. Whereas uh, Johnson obviously makes his metres through pace and um, a lot of the time uh, running through shitty edges. It's given massive big holes to run through. Yeah. yeah. I'd say this being a gap job. This can be um I, I you got a rookie fullback, the best chance Souths were winning was uh some explosive stuff on the trail. It's not there now. 
they've come back into form. Uh, Romy's found his step last week. They got 2-0 back. Uh, they got concerns over Jackson Paulo not being 100% a defender as well. Uh, I like Crichton being in the wing for that fact. I think it's going to be... It's going to be direct, it's going to be painful, and it's going to make South forwards really hurt. And then mm-hmm. 20 minutes in the game, Tavita Pengai is going to come on and wreck more havoc. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be a necessary fast start, because Penrith are obviously not fast starters, but I can see this being a 40-point 40 uh, 40 score from Penrith um, by the end of the day. Uh, and, uh, yeah, too big, too strong, too fast, too skillful, uh, and... Uh, I don't think South can have come back from that. This might break South back for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, if Souths are to win, what I want to say is you saw how effective were for 20 minutes there at the start of the uh, last time these two teams met. Uh, Cook and Murray. Cook and Murray have to get that going and try and kill through the ruck. If they shut that down, they've got no hope now. And uh, it'll put the rest out of play. The pumpkin will go on to Cody Walker and uh, you won't need to worry after that. Just how good this Penrith fallback is now is scary when you when you line him up against this. Once you throw Pengai in, let's not sugarcoat. I think this is going to be a forty to twelve score again, and it'll be pretty comfy. And I think Penrith will enjoy the week off. First try scorer of the Bizzer out wide, just because we just talked about him for a while. Man of the match is probably going to be Cleary, but I I, I am almost certain when we get to the uh, Barnabas Baseri, the finals player of the year, is going to. We'll be debating Davida Pengai's impact, and we'll be debating Fisher Harris. So, yeah. um, I can see that how it's played out. Like I said, uh, yeah, if South's going to win, it's going to be straight through the middle, and it's going to be a freakish performance from two blokes. And yeah, it's just I was honestly to tossing up Fisher Harris as man of the match, to be honest, because I think he's just going to be told, "Look, this next three three games, you just well, need he's to now and yeah, just he's now third up from a spell. Be the best front yeah. rower. He's had two ball. games back. He's back yeah. into it, and if he dominates here, uh, and and we all love the professor, but if he owns the professor, this game's over. You can own two or three of them. And, you can uh, realistically, then, at his best. And then for twenty minutes, Pengo's going to come on and probably score a try and pop the ball to someone else. So, mm-hmm. uh, Penrith are now. I've come back around. I've gone a full circle. Penrith now in prime position to win the comp, and I think they're going to start that here. Yeah, I can only see three: Penrith, Melbourne, and Manly. I can't see anybody else. Yeah, but. yeah. yeah. It, it, it's funny you bring up uh, Cody Walker and his ability to. Um, Put the pumpkin on. Yeah, put the pumpkin on. Do you reckon uh, before the game, Ivan Cleary's going around to every Penrith player, telling them what they need to do in the game? Guess the Jerome Luai. Just piss off Cody Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine Jerome Luai doing his thing? What happened happened last time? It's going to happen again. No, just say, if if Cody Walker hasn't been seen bin for punching you by the end of this game, then he's not done your job. (laughs) You suck for next week. Just get in his head. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take it home with the Eels and the Knights wrapping out a, uh, a Sunday afternoon, 6v7. Uh, potentially, these two should be in two different comps. but Brown this, Park. This is at Brown Park Rocky. So um, they're even keeping them away from the rest of the comp for the rest of the time <laughs> by playing at Brown Park as well. Rocky's the one with the club at the end, isn't it? No, that's um, Redcliffe. Oh, Redcliffe. That's a good little, yeah. Redcliffe's a good little ground. That's a cool Absolutely. If they could add 15,000 to that, that's a... Oh, fantastic. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, yeah, the Eels, uh, this is like uh, 
<laughs> this is like Beaver versus shitbags in the second division of the Supercoach. <laughs> but uh, got done. <laughs> got done. Uh, Gutho, <laughs> Hayes, Dunster, Penasini gets the nod over Opacek. Uh, Waka Blake, Ferguson, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, Campbell Willard comes back. Ray Stone starts hooker. Paulo Lane, near Corey Brown, Will Smith, Cartwright, Papaihi on the bench. Uh, obviously, we've got some Holbrook stuff going on here. And Makahisi Makatoa <laughs> starts at 17 for Parramatta. What a, what a, wow. Okay. That's a good in. Uh, it's, Makatoa well, is a great in. But I'm just yeah. interesting, Papi starting on the bench is, is super interesting. Uh, Ponga, Tuala, Man, Best, Hunt, Clifford, Pierce, Saifidi, Braley, Captain and Hooker, Saifidi, Frizzell, Barnett, Watson, Sue, Clemmer on the bench, King and Jones. Essentially the same team they fielded last week. They got beat by number 14. So, what are we doing here, Ollie? No, there's a few Saifidis in there. That oh, there are two Saifidis in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you'd asked me three to four weeks ago, I probably would have tipped Newcastle, but I am tipping Parramatta in this one. This is probably the closest, the toughest game to pick this week. Um, I am going Parramatta, though. I will say... Oh, Shit, I'll say 1 to 12, why not? Let's just say this is a bit of a grind. Part of me kind of hopes that this is just a crap game so we still have crap games um, at least for a couple <laughs> more weeks because we usually get one a week and we usually like talking about how crap they are and, and it's fun to talk about. Um, but, yeah, this is this is essentially uh, – we talk about Super League. It's the Super League grand final, really, um, with all due respect. Um, I, a few of these players might end up in Super League next year. Who knows? Um, I will go for Parramatta 1-12, to man of the match. Um, part of me really wants to say Makatoa because he's been the form player over the past two months for Parramatta, but I will go with uh, Clint Gutherson. Um, he's going to need to have a big game for Parramatta to win this one. And first try scorer, um, oh, God, let's just go with Anari Tuala and... Sorry, I haven't really spoken actually too much about how either team can go about winning this one. I've just not really thought about it too much for this one, to be honest. Um, yeah, para one to twelve. Gutherson ended the match. I, I really shouldn't be shitting on a finals game, but I am. I'm not too excited about this one. I just want to mention Ryan Madison and Oregon Fufusi are named an extended extended bench here, and surely, surely, surely. I cannot understand why Madison is not getting a no, start. No, seriously, if they're fit, uh, <laughs> if they're fit, Madison start. Uh, Madison at least comes on. He the at bench. least takes Cartwright's spot. Yeah, and then Sean Lane should go back to the bench, and then he should be starting in eleven. Oh, like, and Oregon Kafusi. What is going on? Some, I think there's some ducks and drakes here. I'll be playing Kafusi before I'll be playing Cartwright. Hundred percent, and probably Lane. But I can I can see Madison and Kafusi coming to this team. Before kickoff, uh, at least in the seventeen, um, at look, least one of them will come in. Look, I uh, think. Oh, no, you, uh, no, go on. I think. Well, this is going to be another gap job here. I think Parramatta have found their mojo. I think. I, I I disagreed with the week off, but I think the week off, uh, in their minds, beneficial, and that's enough for Parramatta given yep, the state absolutely. of mind. Uh, they're coming in fresh. RCG's fresh. Uh, the prop battle is going to be probably the, the highlight of the game. But there's enough chinks where Barnett and as much as I love him and Connor Watson and, and crew, they still have errors in them. And I think if Parramatta are professional enough, they can really own this and uh, 
get as long as they get the ball wide, Gutho's going to run amok out there running at your Tuwalas and Mans and Bess who can't actually tackle. Um, <laughs> so it is going to be the battle of the wingers that run off their wing. I, I'm so excited to see which winger runs in more. <laughs> but um, Dunster versus Tuwala and Hunt versus Ferguson, what a clash. But uh, I think it's going to be 13+. plus. I think we're going to probably talk about Mitch Moe's man of the match because he's actually had some good footy against some good teams since he's come back. And first try scorer, uh, oh, let's say uh, it's actually going to be Ryan Madison <laughs> starting the game. <laughs> Ryan Madison starting and scoring over the top of uh, one of those edge defenders. Barney? I love that squeaky inflection. That's fucking awesome. You know um, me long enough, mate. <laughs> oh, Newcastle's attack has been atrocious for the last four to six weeks and I can't see him scoring enough points over this Parramatta team. And they're not even going to play to their outside backs. I think Parramatta's just going to absolutely try and dominate the middle of the field. Um, the only problem with that is there's a couple of Saifidis there that will do their best to make sure that they can't. But they've both had a week off, and one of them's had a couple of weeks off with an injury and is just coming back for this game. As uh, so Paulo's been quiet all year. I expect him to absolutely go into beast mode with Regan Campbell-Gillard. I think Parramatta is going to absolutely own the middle of the field in this game. Uh, it, I'm going to go Parramatta 1-12 just because it's balls against the wall for the Newcastle and they're going to have to throw absolutely. They know that this and, is And there is, a, there is that crack that the Parramatta win against Melbourne was an anomaly. You yeah, can't, you can't absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but Newcastle know that this is their do-or-die game. Even if they do manage to scrape a win this week, they're probably not going to win the week after. So this is going to be their entire effort thrown into this one. Uh, Frizzell and Barnett do add something for the Newcastle team, which uh, might they might be able to drag a few points on the outside edges, running at people like Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses and trying to make them make tackles. But I, I think Paramount is going to dominate the middle and on the back of that with some offloads and some uh, some angle running off their forwards, we'll win this game 1-12. to 12. Man of the match, fuck knows. It could be any one of them. I, I can't see Gutho having a big impact in this game, to be honest. At best, he might throw a couple of passes for people to score tries. Unless he's going to play like Pappy and run off the back of offloads off your likes of Campbell Gillard, Paulo, and the rest of them, and maybe score a couple of tries, I'm going to go man of the match. I'm going to go Junior Paulo. I think he will um, dominate the middle in this game. He's going to have a lot of offloads and he's going to give them a lot of broken field play. And I'm going to go uh, first try scorer, someone who's going to pop up just outside Gutho after he picks up an offload. Uh, would have been Opacek, but he's not playing there now. So we'll go Penasini, first try scorer for Paramount. Mm. Very interesting. And uh, looking forward to it. Very excited for this round of, or this, uh, yeah, I suppose we'll call it a round this week <laughs> of uh, Rugby League. Been a pleasure, boys. Good job and very sound analysis. And I think we've done a good job of covering off what to expect this week. And as I said, we do need an award for the final series, and uh, our man Barney is the only one haven't that hasn't had an award named after him just yet. So the bursary of the Barnabas is the finals player of the of the year. Three, two, one. As he pats his junior there, 
Which what is, does bur- what does bursary stand for? Well, bursary is like a uh, yeah, it's you know the wreaths they g- used to give. It, you put uh, on, yeah, it's a it's a yeah, traditional right. old award. Basically, I went to the thesaurus and looked for a trophy. <laughs> started with B started with B because I like alliteration. <laughs> People like alliteration. You see, Ollie, you'll learn this in life. Uh, do you have a better name? Anyone else? No, I'm just trying to think of. You know, you brought up Artavita Pango Jr. as a possible contender. Imagine someone trying to put a reef over that man, especially me. How afraid I'd be that he'd he'd clobber me for putting something. They always give you a big hug and say thank you. Why do people have to always clobber you, Ollie? Well, I'm a clobberable person. I agree with that, but it's all right. We don't all need to. Just randomly. Oh, thank you so much. But yeah, the BB, the bursary of Barnabas. So, do you reckon we we'll go three, two, one all the way through? Or should we just vote for a player of the finals at the end of it when, like, Tommy wins Clive Churchill? No, no, three, two, one, every game. Three, two, one, all the way through. Has to be through. done. You'll get there. Be done. All right, you'll get there. I'm fine with that. So more work for our man GT. <laughs> he loves it. It's been a, it, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen, uh, and I look forward to probably spending the next half hour reanalyzing all these games off here. Well, we have a further beer, but uh, hope you've enjoyed, it, listeners, and we'll be back next week with three shows. We'll have our review show of all things semi-final, our preview of all things uh, elimination final, our awards show, the day again will be revealed, and our look into what's happened and what went wrong with the bottom four. So good job, guys. Take it easy. I look forward to chatting to you soon, (laughs) and we'll be back very shortly. 